0: All right, what's going on, everybody? It is Pints with Pat, June tenth, Friday. Uh, going away this weekend up to uh, um, this house we bought up in uh, Hilliard, Florida, on the St. Marys. Looking forward to it, getting some good family time in. Um, I'll keep it short today. I just want to, uh, I just want to talk briefly about you know what's been happening over the last couple weeks, and hopefully add some value to other people out there. In the Jacksonville real estate market, guys that are flipping, buying rentals, girls that are flipping, buying rentals. Um, so I talked a little two Fridays ago about the market and my key takeaways from the IMN conference. So still stand by pretty much everything I said there. What's been happening here at uh, Yellowbird is through a lot of our retail stuff. Obviously, we have 15 to 20 retail listings coming up every month. Um, they're still selling. They're still selling fast. What we're seeing is rather than having 30 offers on every single listing we put up, you know, maybe there's 20 now. So you, you are seeing the, uh, you are seeing the inventory increase in the market. You know, two months ago, we were at 2,200 houses on the market. I looked this morning and we're getting dangerously close to 4,000 houses on the market. So you got that upward trend, but, um, from what I've seen, there's and from the inventory we're putting out, there's still a lot of buyers that are looking to buy. So, um, not quite time to run for the hills yet, but obviously the writing's on the wall. Uh, the economic writing is on the wall between inflation and less people going after mortgages. Um, but I still, you know, my, my gut feels like we're in this kind of little bubble in Northeast Florida where prices are still pretty cheap. People are still moving here. Um, nobody knows what the future is going to hold, but I can tell you just fact-wise right now with our retail stuff, it's, it's still pretty strong. So what did I do this week? Uh, this week, just with everything going on, uh, Kyle, Steve, and I took a day outside of the office to just talk about a plan forward and what we're doing. Um, and I'll just, you know, nothing groundbreaking came from it. I think we have a really good plan moving forward, but it's nothing really worth sharing on this on this podcast what i would say that kind of goes across all businesses um and some things we're thinking about moving forward is uh just a couple things here i'll say uh during these are these are from a uh um an article that kyle shared with us that lee carney put on uh Um, Facebook that we thought was really good but these are strategies for uncertain times and there's four things and I think these go across anyone flipping anyone wholesaling anyone buying rentals right now Um, simplicity scales complexity doesn't so uh, take this take these uncertain times as an opportunity to simplify everything you're doing and get realigned on what's important and what's not important Um, second one speed one of the greatest business strategies so If you are flipping houses right now, uh, you know, a year ago, it used to benefit you when you did a bad job and took a long time and took eight months instead of what, instead of what should have been four months, you actually made more money being slower at renovations that's, I wouldn't bet on that in the future. Um, you know, kind of best case scenario, you're going to stay right where you are and just pay more interest. And worst case, the market goes down a little bit and you lose money. So now is a good time to move inventory quickly. Um, running an organization, it's a time to double down on your, your top talent and, uh, and your people, um, your, your people throughout the whole company, it's double down on training them, make sure they understand everything that's happening, um And make sure you're ready and they're ready if, you know, times get hard and things start to go downhill for whatever reason. Um, this is my favorite one is during uncertain times, if what you're doing doesn't drive growth, save money, or reduce risk, it's fluff. So as you're going about your day-to-day over the next month or so, when, when you're not really sure exactly what's going to happen in the market, what's going to happen ec- economically. Um, think like that. If, if what you're doing doesn't drive growth, it doesn't save money and it doesn't reduce risk, it's probably fluff that you don't need to be doing. So we talk about fluff a lot. Me, me and the, uh, the salespeople and the retail agents, we talk about fluff and a lot of their the administrative work that they're doing for them. It's not actively making them money it's fluff. So I don't want them to spend a ton of time doing that sort of stuff. So we try to schedule Obviously you have to, like if you have a bunch of transactions going on and you're talking to a, you know, you're going to have to deal with some issues. But, um, if you're segmenting your day, uh, into times where you're actively prospecting during certain hours and that's your sacred time where you're prospecting, Jacob Bustin talked about this, uh, at the connect panel last week. Um, then you have to stick to those time periods, especially when things are uncertain. So just wanted to share that. And the other little tidbit I wanted to share was something that's really helped me uh, throughout life transitioning from, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately, uh, transitioning from like kind of an oil field offshore career um, to being onshore full time, being in an office a lot of days and having to be little more civilized i guess um and it's how i react to uh how i react to issues um you know it, it used to be i went to military school straight to merchant marine and offshore drilling and um out there if you have a big issue the the way to react to it is smash something with a hammer or yell at somebody um react with anger which is not necessarily the best the best reaction and that was a big issue of mine coming on shore is someone would screw me over in a deal or I'd get pissed at a seller or something and I'd react with anger and say or do things that I should not have said and done. So I'm going to show you this chart that I created. And for, you, for those of you who are just listening, I'll just, uh, I'll just try to describe it the best I can. But basically it's how I, I created this for myself a while ago. It's how to react to issues. So on the Y axis here, um, Uh, you you have anger and on the x-axis you have time, right? So your anger level over time is going to kind of stay about the same. Typically, it'll go up and down a little bit. But right here is, uh, you know, something can happen. I just put it, I just circled it and just wrote stimulus. So something happens and in a very short period of time, your anger level goes up really high. And uh, I actually did this kind of second level tier too, because a lot of times something will happen and it'll make you really angry. And then you'll you'll be at that anger level for a little bit. And then you'll find out, you you know, you'll dig into that problem even more, or you'll dig into that issue even more, and you'll get even more pissed off because whatever happened, somebody wronged you, um, someone is supposed to be doing their job and doing it extremely incompetently, whatever it is. So you're at this really high anger level up here. And this, when I talk about, you know, being, being in the military or being offshore, a lot of the times I would react in my younger years, I would react to the problem while I was at this super high peak of anger level. And I would do something stupid, right? I'd react emotionally. My, uh, animal brain would take over and I wouldn't think about the way I was reacting. So, The way i react to problems now is you see over time this anger level is going to drop and it's going to drop kind of linearly at first and then at some point it just falls off and you're at the same level you were (laughs) normally right so this issue that you were all pissed off about and all angry about you give it you you push that time curve out long enough And it will not matter at some point for 99.9% of issues. So what I try to do for myself, um, with meditation in the morning and just trying to learn about myself emotionally is I try to shorten this time period. So the time period where I'm at peak anger after an issue to going back to my normal self. And I think no matter if you're a naturally angry person or not, uh, If you work on yourself and you work with um, emotional intelligence and you work on meditation and your, your logic brain over your animal brain, you can start to reduce that time period to where your max pissed off level and to where you're back normalized. So, um, that's one piece of it is work over time on yourself to reduce that time period between being really pissed off over something that happened and getting back to a normalized level where you can think logically the other thing is don't react anymore when you're up there make the conscious decision to not send that email not send that text not make that phone call when you're at that peak level knowing logically that it's going to go back down at some point so even if you're reacting on the way down that's better than reacting at the top so this can this can hold true to all things in life. It doesn't have to be just like someone stealing a deal from you and pissing you off. It can you can use this in your in your relationships, in friendships, in, in even business decisions. Right? If uh, if something happens that something happens to the market or a house or the office, I'm not going to make my best decision when I'm at peak distress or anger level emotionally I'm the wrong part of my brain is working at that point so I I sit I'll sit for an hour two hours however long it takes to get logic to take over my brain again and get back to normal level so I can make an intelligent decision on how to react to that problem so a lot of what I talked about at connect last time was uh um People just on social media, people just arguing on the Yellowbird group or arguing all over, all over the internet, right? People comment and react emotionally and then someone reacts to their comment and you know, they're never going to actually agree. They're just going to be pissed off back and forth at each other. And that's when people write their comments when they're at that peak emotional anger level. But the reality is if you take the time to think and you take the time to respect other people and their opinions eventually you'll go back to to normal level and you can have a serious and probably productive conversation way more so than you could when you're at this peak emotional and i wrote anger here but it's really just anger or emotions um and all of that will subside over time if you give it enough time so that's my message for the weekend i hope uh some people some people on the yellowbird page are watching and just try that. Like if someone, if someone pisses you off on the page or if someone pisses you off somewhere in social media or in the life, you get pissed off at your girlfriend or your boyfriend, try to give it some time before you actually react to it. And I promise you, your, your life will be better for it. Um, I I know mine has. So everybody, uh, thank you for listening and have a great weekend and we will see you next Friday.